Hey everybody, welcome to Predetermined. I don't know what to say after that, goddamn. <laughs> Were you not ready to do that intro again? No, I, I was totally unprepared. I, in my head, because I, I didn't have to do it last week. I've only done it one time. That's true. Oh, we're just into the show now. I missed it. We'll get oh, to okay. it. Ne- we'll get to it next week. We're gonna address the fact that the, it's a difficult transition. Than than the new name of the podcast. It doesn't feel right. <laughs> <laughs> well, it was your. I mean, it was a mutual decision, but I mean, you definitely went along with it when we decided to do it. Yeah, but now that I'm living in it, I don't know how I feel. I feel like I've left left a pet behind. Nah. I mean, I think I think we'll survive just fine. We haven't had any negative feedback about the name change already, have we? Not that I know of. I don't think anyone noticed. It's going to take some time, Garrett. It's like a new haircut. <laughs> <laughs> it's like a fresh coat of Ibushi. Somebody's going to look at you and say, is something different? <laughs> <laughs> it has been uh, It has been exciting for me. Uh, the last couple days at the thought of getting back into this again. Um, did you get Did you get any feedback about last week's uh, lost episode that we released from uh, All Out Weekend? I think people enjoyed it. And I, did they? I enjoyed the shit out of listening back to it. I had forgotten a lot of the stuff we had talked about. Yeah, you were sending me texts while you were editing saying that there was some funny stuff in there that you forgot about. So I that forgot was that it was really us drinking all of those White Claws before we went to GCW. So there were th- times that you mentioned, like, you're like, man, yeah, we're going to see Jerry Lawler tonight. And that really set the stage for how fucking excited you were going to be later about seeing <laughs> Jerry Lawler. <laughs> Was it a little bit like unearthing a time capsule a little bit? It was. It was, uh, you know, I hadn't had a man thrown on me yet. Uh, fuck, what else had happened? A lot had not happened yet, but mostly you and that Scottish guy who smashed those Mike's Hard Lemonades hadn't become best friends yet. You know, what's funny is um, when that picture got released by Mance Warner that we are prominently featured in, I had just kind of assumed we were going to lose that redheaded Scottish guy to to history i thought he was gone and i thought that like in 10 years we were going to talk about what we were going to completely reimagine how he looked and it was going to be distorted that's immortalized now like we can go back to that and that picture is is should be like fucking put on a canvas i mean that is right up there with the creation of kevin as artwork as far as that <laughs> picture of us with mance warner on is he on my lap it's funny that you brought up that picture because, Why? because I had to get a new phone recently. I broke mine. And when I had to load all my old information, apparently on my last phone, the last picture I had on it, or the first picture I had, the last time I updated the memory, was that picture, the creation of Kevin. <laughs> <laughs> and I, it took me a long time to change it. That was hard to, to part with. That's a good picture. One of my biggest regrets is not buying that poster when WWE made that available. Um, we've got a lot of stuff to dive into this week. Uh, you have a tale of heartbreak to share. Um, failed wrestling trip. <laughs> that That is, considering all the things we've been through over the last few months, and, and at, like that really is the most bummed minor. me out. Oh. <laughs> it, well, it's minor, but it, but it was a bummer to once again be like, man... He didn't make it to AEW in Nashville. And then I guess the story here, if you want to lead off with this, 
You were supposed to be making a trip to GCW in uh, in Austin, right? Yeah, yeah. The airport fucked me. What the fuck happened? It just kept getting delayed, Derek. I didn't. <laughs> it just kept getting delayed. That's it. There's really not a whole lot to it. But I got to hang out at the airport for three hours and not get to go to Austin. You tried. Oh, I tried. I could so honestly. The... It could have happened. But it would have involved me having to leave at like three o'clock the next day and then not get there until midnight because of weird connections. I would have been in Austin for less than 24 hours. It just became not worth it. So your flight gets delayed. Your next opportunity is in an inconvenient time. And so you cancel the trip because who wants to make that trip and then just have the stress of like kind of essentially losing sleep to make this happen? And then the trip short anyway. Plus, but I was you ended up watching the show, right? Oh fuck yeah, I watched the show. I, at this <laughs> point, GCW is like the wrestling show I don't miss a show of. They need to start some sort of package where I can just have them all for one price for the year because that would be more convenient for me. A GCW like season package, a season pass. Just take it all up yeah. front, like Ring of Honor did, and then if you get shitty, I can't do anything about it. You know, you had sent me a text earlier while we were watching Dynamite tonight, and uh, I, I had responded back to you. I was like, it's been a wild year, a couple years for pro wrestling. Go back about a year, year and a half. Would you ever have guessed that GCW would be your number one brand? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, what, what, how did we get here? And that's with AEW debuting in that time frame, so... Yeah, that's it's wild. Like this was especially take us back to that first show, which is now available on IWTV, IndependentWrestling.tv. You can you can uh, see Derek and I get a little blood on us in the Untouchables. Can you also see somebody get thrown onto you on this same ne- network? Yes, you can. <laughs> I like that we're trying to sell this this fucking feature to somebody with hey we're on there twice use offer code wtf to save 10 percent. is that true no (laughs) (laughs) use offer code predetermined and nothing happens but you can go pay money they're gonna see that you put that in there and wonder why you did that maybe they'll find us uh well, I'm sorry you didn't get to go to the show and see it live in person, but what did you think of the, uh, watching it? So like, what what did I miss? Oh man, you missed a hell of a promo Alley Cat cut on Nick Gage, but that they aired it on the pay per view, but it was actually you know a pre cut video and everything they had released that morning, and she's talking about how she's not the same cat that you knew a couple years ago, and oh my god, at one point she says. In Austin, my hometown, I'm going to make Nick Gage pet my fucking belly. Wow. And I got so pumped for that match that I was just all day long. I was whistling. I was snapping. I I was. (laughs) (laughs) A good wrestling promo puts Garrett in a very nice mood. I love a good wrestling promo, especially one that's leading up to me being in the front row. And I'm like, there's probably going to be some glass. I'm just going to go watch GCW. Didn't happen. The match, though, you can't really talk about it without first uh, talking about Ricky Shane Page versus Mance Warner. 
What's what's the deal with Ricky Shane Page these days? He's the champ. He is still. Well, I knew that. But remember how Nick Gage would um, defend the title pretty much every time, like the John Cena Open Challenge. Yeah, is he the exact opposite? Yeah, Ricky Shane Page isn't giving title shots to just anybody. That includes Mance Warner. So there was no title on the line. I bet that got some massive heel heat. Oh, they love Mance Warner over there. And plus, he has uh, Gregory Iron running around being a dick. You've... I could be wrong, but I'm pretty sure Mance Warner right now is the champion in uh, AAW. Are you seriously? Did they unmask him and he it's finally Mance Warner? Or is he still? I, I No, he's Mance Warner. He's just full-fledged Mance Warner here. I could be wrong, but I'm pretty sure I saw... Uh, in the last couple weeks, that he's the uh, he's the man over there. That makes me really excited. That actually makes me want to get up there and go to a show. So here's the deal. <laughs> like I said, I've been out of the loop, been dealing with some things uh, of my own in the last week. So yeah. maybe so maybe one of our listeners can actually update me on what's actually going on at AAW. But I'm pretty sure that's the case, Garrett. So, <laughs> which which one of the mini apps can I watch that one on? I think I have to do it on like high spots. I don't have that one anymore. I that's not on IWTV. I don't think so. I think AAW is too fancy for that one. Too fancy. You're telling me that the Indies have multiple networks now. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> there's options. Well, like PWGs over on high spots, and to me, that's like you don't get much fancier than that. <laughs> um anyways ricky shane page mance warner not for the title because rsp is a piece of shit oh he fucking ends up beating him but he's <laughs> yeah he just fucking beats him which one which one garrett who beats who so <laughs> <laughs> i like that was self-criticism while we're rolling <laughs> Use your words. So Ricky Shane Page does end up beating Mance Warner because of some fuckery with Gregory Iron. They end up bringing some glass out. Nick Gage's music hits. He comes out, puts fucking Gregory Iron through some glass, sends Ricky Shane Page running away. And now the alley cap match has to start and the ring's already covered in glass. Knowing Allie. Well, I guess not knowing Allie, but you've met her several times. Do you feel like you have, um, are you scared for her? No, like she said in that promo, she's a different kitty cat than we saw a couple years ago. And she seems to have just lost her mind and wants to death match now. And hey, I'm here for it. Let's do it. You're saying she's a tabby now? What is that supposed to mean? Kind of cat? Calico? Jellical cats? Jellical cats? Did we talk about cats on here last time? Or we, we didn't, but we're about to, right? Holy shit, man. Holy shit. What do you know about this thing? I just know that it's like one of the most panned films of all time and a box office disaster. And at one point I read something where they were offering like free tickets to get people to go. Well, the nicest thing I can say about it is that I have thought about it every single day since I've seen it. And that was, <laughs> I think I saw it on like New Year's Day. <laughs> there are, there are people who have been victims to horrible crimes who think about it every day. So that's not necessarily a compliment, Garrett. Well, okay. I was, I don't like that they made cats sexy. 
Like I didn't, after I got home, I felt uncomfortable around my own cats because <laughs> you felt like you brought it home with you. Yeah. This, I mean, this movie, did we really not talk about this on the first episode back? If we did, I forgot about it. It's been, it's been, it's been a few days. God damn. Yeah. That movie was just fucking moist. Like everybody was moist. Everybody was thirsty. I think they say. When you say thirsty. For cum. DTS. <laughs> um. <laughs> Sorry. I didn't mean to be so blunt and crass there, but you know, we're talking about cats here. And this is a movie where you just keep meeting cats and they sing you about a six minute song about themselves. And then you meet another cat. They all have people hands. Ian McKellen slurps milk out of a bowl like a, I swear to God, we talked about this unless I've just been thinking about it so much that it's consumed my brain. Garrett, I, I don't remember talking about cats. I don't feel like I've had a conversation about it with anybody. Well, I'm so happy that I got to let some of that out because I had to give a couple uh, Titus Catass awards <laughs> <laughs> to replace the Sophies that we didn't do. <laughs> yeah, we forgot to do the Sophies this year. So uh, the award for Titus Catass goes to Idris Elba because he was fresh <laughs> off the set of Hobbs and Shaw and he was tight as that cat. He had fucking abs. Listen to the predetermined podcast where we pause <laughs> a review of a GCW match to let you know our thoughts on the uh, film adaptation of the classic musical Cats. Classic is a, I would not call this one a banger, but I would say watch it inebriated. You described the Cats as moist. They, yeah, it's a very divisive word and the people who like it are weird. <laughs> <laughs> that's the perfect word to describe that movie so my question to you is based on what you watched on this gcw pay-per-view are you upset that you weren't there what ended up happening with Allie? <laughs> get get to get to getting her mom was sitting ringside Allie's Allie's mom was sitting ringside and at one point she got in an argument with nick gage and nick gage what did he say? He said, I'm going to end her, you fucking bitch, or something along those lines. <laughs> he called Alley Cat's mom a bitch to her face, and that felt rude. Uh, but what? <laughs> no, now that you've had multiple experiences with Mr. Gage, you know that he's like a gentleman behind the scenes. Does it, does it warm the cockles of your heart knowing that uh, he probably was very nice to Mrs. Cat uh, before? Yeah, they probably planning all of this. <laughs> they probably went out to dinner, and he's like, "Now, is it okay if I call you a bitch? I mean, because if it's not, I won't do it." <laughs> <laughs> the MDK, we may be a gang, but we ain't rude. <laughs> I don't know if that's true. He damn near broke my fucking shoulder. <laughs> Or my arm or whatever the hell he grabbed onto. That that is your fault for not working out more and sitting front row at GCW. I feel like the only reason you're trying to validate that almost happening to me is because I made somebody get thrown onto you. It's true. Like are you secretly trying to tell me that you didn't want that to happen? No, I've always wanted that to happen. I hope that happens everywhere I go and it never does. Kind of like I have a secret desire to get hit by a car a little bit. Just a little bit and like rolled up onto the hood. Not like 55. You're talking like 20, right? Like 
like I'm walking around the corner of a drive through and the car pops me up onto the hood like in an action movie because you can say whatever you want to that person afterwards. And they're all they're already in an apologetic mode because they just hit you with the car. Except some people are actually crazy. They're like, dude, watch where the fuck you're going. We were talking about this alley cat match. <laughs> I feel like it's been a while since we've had a real good rant in the middle of a wrestle talk. <laughs> Tangent city, bitch. <laughs> but no, the worst thing that happened in this match by far was Nick Gage took what was either a screwdriver or an ice pick. It was hard to see the uh, the tip of it, but he put What's it. What's scarier to you? Um, Ice pick. Yeah. Yeah. That's the right answer. Yeah, it's, it's sharper on the end. But he put Phillip's it in her head. head is not terrifying. And he started twisting it in the camera. And even commentary said, ooh, Smart Mark Video's trying to get us a band from Fight TV right now. Because the camera was so close to him digging into her head. And then picking up glass and digging it in. He went to four corners. Her mom's crying. She took a one-winged angel. She looked badass in this match. She didn't go over. Nick Gage looked like a dick. And uh, what fuck? What the crowd was even cheering against Nick Gage, which is, does not happen often at GCW. Is this a Nick Gage heel turn? I don't think it's a heel turn. I think that he realized I'm fighting a real violent match against a lady in her hometown. I'm probably gonna look like an asshole in this one. Let's try to make it memorable, Nick. <laughs> <laughs> he wouldn't scratch her belly, but he did shake her hand at the end. So it was. There was respect, and it looks like Alley Cat's actually going to be on another show coming up, I think, in Detroit. So it's excited to see more Alley Cat. But I really love this story between Ricky Shane Page and Nick Gage going on right now. Do you feel weird? Like, you were at the show where Nick Gage lost the title to AJ Gray, and then he lost the title to Ricky Shane Page. Does it feel weird that he's essentially, like, got tossed aside in the middle of all of this? Like, what was, like... Like, I mean, I guess it serves its purpose for the story, but do you, like, is it weird that it wasn't RSP that ended Gage's title reign? I think that makes sense because he's being such a, a chicken shit heel about everything. He didn't put his title up against Mance Warner. He uh, is, like, you know, cheating. He's he's being a Miz. Yeah, he's being a real Miz about it. And it's going to feel <laughs> real good when Nick Gage beats the shit out of Ricky Shane Miz. Uh, so. I just want to go on record and say I'm, I'm, I'm concerned for Alley Cat. Maybe you don't give a shit, but she was a real nice lady to us. Um, and uh, I, I just feel bad that Nick Gage uh, rammed an ice pick into her face, probably disfigured her a little bit. Derek, some of us, when we get a taste of this specific flavor of wrestling ice cream, get a little itch. And I think she got a taste for the, the death match flavored ice cream yeah, the fucking adrenaline i'm sure is intense i can only imagine it's almost like if somebody gets the urge to get hit by a car <laughs> <laughs> uh, oh before well done. before we before we end talking about this show i do want to bring up jimmy lloyd took on matthew justice and they ended up breaking, like, all the chairs. I think the main thing that I really missed out on is they had a call for chairs, 
and way too many chairs came. You know, like how those that happens sometimes at wrestling shows. Yeah, that's like an old ECW thing, isn't it? Where like 50 chairs come in. Yeah. And then they just started breaking these chairs. And then eventually the guy who actually runs GCW got on commentary to say how pissed off he was because the chairs were rentals and cost $25 a piece. Well, there goes the house, Kate. <laughs> so they're just like, well, there's $100 <laughs> worth of chairs right there. Here is another one. they said they were gonna be oh so this is a funny thing a guy that i knew from la turns out he was in austin for the same show he blocked my view the entire time he was sitting hard with his back to hard cam and they even brought him up in commentary they said in this man and this drunken fan in the green hat that just doesn't seem to stay out of center frame (laughs) is this the guy who booed Meltzer? No, 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 no. This was a this was a different guy altogether. But he did keep standing up to slap the ring and stood up to yell at wrestlers a lot. I don't know if he knew hard cam was behind him and it was ruining the view for all of us at home. But did you text him and bitch him out? I didn't have his number. I guess Dang I could it. have messaged him on Facebook and been like, "Dude, you got to sit the fuck down. I paid thirteen dollars." <laughs> That would be so funny to get like a Facebook message from somebody you haven't talked to in a little while. And they're like, dude, I can see you at the wrestling show. Sit the fuck down. You're ruining it for hundreds of people. And I'm not saying don't take pictures and video, but like I'm watching this through. It felt like I was behind him at a movie. And I'm just like, get the fuck. <laughs> what the fuck? And, and, and as somebody who's known you for multiple decades, I know what a pet peeve that is for you. Uh, you have seen me get into conflicts at movie theaters. Many have. So I have something I want to bring up, and it's going to segue into a a new segment for us on the Predetermined Podcast. Um, I watch a lot of different forms of entertainment. I watch a lot of sports, movies, various TV shows. I will tell you this, Garrett. There's only one that so frequently uses the phrase, the drizzling shits, and that is professional wrestling. It's been used by people who critique it, by people in it, and that's why the new name of our newest segment, I guess, we're kind of resurrecting an old segment, is called Say Something Nice and the Drizzling Shits. Do, does that mean I have to go first? Well, I don't know. The, the idea of this segment, for those who are longtime listeners of the podcast, will they will remember that... Uh, years back. Is it weird that we can officially say that? We can say, because that was multiple years at this point. We, it we was. Did, how quickly did we give up on that when we ran out of people to say something nice about? I, th- I think there was a point where I felt like we kept wanting to come back to the same people, because the whole idea of the segment, the, the name of the segment was Say Something Nice, and we did it for a while. <laughs> and the idea was you had to pick somebody that you begrudgingly don't want to give a compliment to and pay them a compliment. So I think after a while, I had brought up Jinder Mahal, Triple H, and Goldberg, and then I got backed into a corner. And we stopped doing the segment at some point. (laughs) I don't know when, but we're resurrecting it, and we're putting a new twist on it, and that's why the segment's called Say Something Nice in the Drizzling Shits, which is also the name of my new band that will be performing at uh, Warp Tour. Ooh. Yeah. Nah, just kidding. Yeah, because um, Warp Tour is dead. There's no more Warp Tour. Yes. Yes. 
Don't yes. don't cheer that. I'm sure a lot of our listeners had a lot of fun at a, a warp tour here and there. The idea of their <laughs> the resurrection of this segment. Instead of every week us <laughs> us both being forced to say something nice, we're going to do a twist on it and every week one of us is going to say something nice and one of us is going to shit on somebody or something. And that's why it's called the drizzling shits. And this week since we're redebuting the segment, Garrett, I'll be Mr. Negative. You can be the positive guy. Uh, I'm sure you have something nice to say. You've been away from pro wrestling for a while. I pay, pay, pay a compliment. Be kind. Be sweet. I be f- tender. I feel like Ring of Honor's got something up their sleeves right now. Ring of Honor's got something up their sleeves? I think they've probably got a good thing going. I don't know what it is yet. But I'm getting a good feeling about Ring of Honor right now. I feel like just a couple weeks ago, what you were trying to tell me was you didn't give a shit about Ring of Honor. But what has changed since then? I know what's changed since then. We'll get into that. But you're you're excited. Basically, what you're saying is is people are are sleeping on Ring of Honor, and you're kind of excited about it. Well, no, I'm saying. Well, let's go ahead and say what the news is because we can talk about it. But. Marty Skrull announced that he is not going to uh, go to All Elite Wrestling. He's not going to WWE. He's staying at Ring of Honor, a thing that I don't think any of us thought was a possibility. Yeah, I agree. That's That's been the news in the last, what is that, last week? It's hard to remember at this point. Everything runs together. Right. But we haven't talked about it on the show yet, and it's significant news that we need to address. So, yeah. Um, no, I didn't consider. I figured Marty... No matter what move he made, it was going to be an upwards move from Ring of Honor. By that, I mean he has WWE and he has AEW that would gladly accept his services. Him coming back to Ring of Honor was not something I had considered. Yeah, and I guess the news right now is that he's head booker. Or not head booker, but he's like working as a book and booking... What's happening, Derek? Do you what know I had news? heard is that he got the position of head booker for Ring of Honor. Head? Head booker. So he head can creative. Say, PCO, you do this. PCO, you get to be champion for 735 days. <laughs> Book it. Make it happen. Villain Enterprises for life. Oh, I can't wait for him to beat Okada in the main event of this year's whatever Ring of Honor in New Japan do in Florida. That would be fantastic. Wouldn't it be fantastic if that was one of the agreements they made when they were doing that like Madison Square Garden show? <laughs> it was like, all right, it's mainly New Japan here like the, that people are excited about. So the next show, we'll have whoever's the Ring of Honor champion beat <laughs> any one of their choice on our <laughs> roster. <laughs> and they come back and they're like, guess what? PCO and Okada. <laughs> He's like, fuck it, I want fuck. Osprey. <laughs> So you're, the, the, the gist here is you're pretty positive about, you think, you think Ring of Honor's trending up. Yeah, I mean, think about the people. It just seems like they've been building this roster. Like, they've been adding guys like they've had Cobb for a while now, Roosh, Bandito, and now if Skrull's going to stay, and if he's going to be the one booking, maybe, maybe we're going to get some smaller guys doing flippy shit. Maybe we're going to get a lot more Lucha Libre. I don't know. I just, I feel better. If they're willing to spend that much money on Marty Skrull, it seems like they're going to try and do a good job, right? They wouldn't just give him all that money. 
or were they just really afraid of losing him? Could it be? A, could it be? A, I mean, I'm not trying to play devil's advocate with you. I haven't even given my drizzling shits take yet. But WCW threw money at people that they really didn't want to lose. I mean, is that the sign that? I mean, here's the other thing that where nobody's really talking about. Why is it just assumed that Marty Scurll's a good booker? Was he? Has he been writing being being the elite this whole time, and we didn't know about it? <laughs> you're like what he's written. Fuck? You're like his his favorite movie, Secret Window, with Johnny Depp. Like that. <laughs> you're like it's fine, but like that's not like a great story. That doesn't make I me think, trust his decision. I think I watched that for the first time like last year. By the way, that's a okay. That's weird. Sorry. Well, no, it's fine. I mean, John Turturro's <laughs> in it. You're a fan. Don't fuck with yeah. Jesus. Um, I'll, I'm going to give it a chance, and I, I do think it, it it's a uh, it's a maverick type move. I'll say that by Ring of Honor, it's, it's it's unexpected. Was not anticipating them retaining the services of one Marty Skrull, let alone uh, giving him that much creative input. That's insane. I think it's a sweet, uh, there's no doubt, sweet deal for Marty, right? He got paid and he gets control over the direction of his character? Yeah. If <laughs> What if he just totally NWOs it, but with villain enterprises? I mean, he's got a place to go if it doesn't work out. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I mean. <laughs> Marty, I take the money, sink the company, come hop on our ship. Right. The Jericho ship, the cruise, it's happening right now. So, good a time as any to give you my drizzling shits take of the week. Oh, God. <laughs> this has been a long time coming. Um, Pill Goldberg. <laughs> no. No. Everyone, go, go back in the fucking archives. Got a whole episode dedicated to shitting on Bill Goldberg. Enjoy. Um, let's talk a little AEW. Okay. The, they've, been getting a, they've been getting a pass. Not by everybody. I know they're new. They're a fledgling brand. Uh, th- they have so many fucking production issues and nonsensical bullshit that pisses me off. And I and I roll like I throw my hands up when I see it. Sometimes this has nothing to do with the the product in the ring. But tonight during Dynamite, <laughs> they did the whole. You know how like when they go to commercial break, they do the picture in a picture thing. Yeah. Yeah. They're doing the picture in a picture thing where the commercial is now the focus of your of the, the television screen. And yet within the picture in a picture fucking wrestling, they throw up a graphic within the picture in a picture advertising a match for later in the night that you can barely see. <laughs> and I'm thinking, first of all, it, it was absurd that TNT had the balls to like to advertise it as live. It wasn't live, and I'm not complaining about that. I mean, they probably should have, you know, not put that on there, but eh, whatever. They have, over the weeks, had audio issues, which you've heard people complain about on social media. Um, they've had uh, issues with music at times. Sometimes they like to do the, the cool video cut where, like, like the uh, whatever their Titantron video is, they like to cut that in to the television feed, but it cuts in at really weird times where nothing happens. So it'll be like, Oh, it's Kenny Omega walking through like fucking Tokyo. No, 
It's just <laughs> images. Like I don't know. It's they do stuff like that, and then tonight I just fucking lost it when this was a taped episode of Dynamite that they could have edited any way they wanted to, and yet they did picture in a picture, and then within the picture in a picture they advertised a match for later in the night that you couldn't see because it was so small. <laughs> AEW, I, I it's gonna take some time. I'm sure they're trying really fucking hard. But the drizzling shits gets awarded to uh, AEW's production because holy fuck, it makes you. You know how many times you've you've heard me rant about how WWE is overproduced and too bright and everything's too perfect. I recall. Well, now I'm being a nitpicky little bitch because now this is a little too shit. <laughs> Well, I did enjoy... Okay, hey, hey. If you want to talk production value, it's having a, a fireworks show on a boat where it's really windy and you just burn yes. burn everybody's fucking eyeballs out. Yeah, let's those... talk about that. That's right That's right in line with the rest of the fucking production. <laughs> did you see when Jericho came out during the show tonight? Like, he had to squint his eye like Popeye because I think a spark almost went in there. Well, I was surprised. I mean, they have people seated up against that thing. Yeah, like they're pushed up against it. It's it's burning their eyebrows off. Like somebody paid for that privilege. It's funny because they easily could. I'm sure they did a test run, right? And they they could have been like, ah, it's a little too windy. I think like we're on a boat. It would be really bad if one of these banners caught on fire. Not a great idea. Since you said banner, there was a point when uh, Moxley and uh, Pack. We're fighting out into the crowd, and there was a banner for Schlack hanging off the side of one of the rails. <laughs> You're telling me Schlack got some play on TNT? Schlack's bloodied face with his missing teeth was on my television set tonight on DNT. <laughs> Ted Turner. I got, a, I got a lovely fucking text from you because the other, speaking of, I don't know if this counts as a production issue. This was a tape show, as I made clear a moment ago. Um, the crowd was swearing and chanting swear words a whole lot. And because of that, they had to bleep it out, but they didn't bleep it. They just muted it. And they did a lot of that throughout the show, which sounded horrible. Well, um, the crowd you was chanting fuck so much that you can't, there's no way you could air that. Right. Well, no, I understand. I'm just saying it sounded like shit. It definitely affected the quality of the show when Britt Baker's trying to cut a promo and they have to every three seconds <laughs> cut the audio. Eh, well, I guess, you know what? But happened? then you texted me and you're like, those people on that boat have been drinking all day and now they're at a wrestling show. Yeah, they've been watching Fozzie in the afternoon, eating pizza, <laughs> drinking beer. And then uh, they got to watch like Gabriel and Glacius do some stand up, and now they're watching dudes fight. A boat pulls up on them. Fuck that boat! I think that's because <laughs> I think that's I what think happened. that's the only of the chance that I would have participated in if I had been there. They were chanting, chanting, you know, "fuck you" at another cruise ship. But also, yeah, you mentioned that Britt Baker segment. That was a weird ending. It just ended with Jr. cutting it off and saying, "Okay, that's enough. We're going to that's commercial. enough. We're going to commercial break. Don't run down Tony Schiavone. That's mean. There's been so many epic mean things in the history of pro wrestling, and that one was just too much. <laughs> when she ran him down and said he worked at a Starbucks as a barista, that's not the worst thing that's been said about him on TNT. Even wow. <laughs> um, 
Yeah, I mean, I guess they're they're doing this thing where they're turning Britt Baker heel. I think it's working for her, but I think I thought we were already at the point where we kind of accepted that she's you know jealous of Riho, and um. I don't know. It was. I don't know. It was. It was weird that they had her. It felt very WWE to have her run down the announcer. Do you know what I mean? You mean it we'll was, get some cheap? Heat like it, I was gonna say, it was going too cheap. The broadcaster. Yeah, a little too cheap. Like rather than go after one of the fellow wrestlers, she went after fucking Tony Schiavone. And Tony, dude, did you catch the part where he looked at the camera and said, "What the fuck"? <laughs> <laughs> None of this was scripted. I came in here. She started saying all these mean things to me, and uh, I'm on a goddamn. That's why he never came back after that. Yeah, he's His like, I'm. Were hurt. Fuck it. I'm gonna go watch Gabriel and Glacius. I don't need this shit. <laughs> uh, so they're gonna be doing the, the the Chris Jericho cruise again next year. I feel like at some point I want to go. Is like it, for the experience. Is it gonna be another situation? Should you and I go and share a bed on the Jericho cruise? Go to the Bahamas together. As as much fun as this probably would be, I know that you and I are going to talk ourselves out of ever doing this because on some weird judgmental level, the idea of you and me being trapped on a massive boat full of sweaty neckbeards doesn't sound pleasant. Eh. Don't you want to drink all day on a boat? Uh, White Claw Cruise, yes. Claws as far as the eye can see. <laughs> <laughs> Just by the end of it, it's like, you said you liked me, Claws. Is that a Lighthouse reference? Yeah, it was another Lighthouse reference. That Lighthouse episode. God a... damn, you love that movie. God, I love that movie. What is it about the Lighthouse that stuck with you so much? Um, You have a shirt. Yeah, I've got a shirt. I don't know. What if, what didn't stick for you? There's a mermaid. There's masturbating. There's farting. <laughs> Listing all of the positive quality. <laughs> <laughs> it started with there's a mermaid. Yeah. You said you liked me. me well, here's something I want to talk about, because we're on the subject of this of this. Uh, episode of dynamite that we just watched tonight can we talk about how fucking over luchasaurus is still so over that does that is not ending at all people love that guy talk about maybe strike while the iron's hot like this seems like something that they should capitalize on right now what you want like, him to be the source isn't getting a title shot would you rather see luchasaurus beat jericho or moxley Luchasaurus, <laughs> without question, <laughs> the crowd would go insane. Absolutely, isn't that the idea? Not in every wrestling promotion. Garrett, do you see who's the champion over in Ring of Honor? <laughs> Wait, I mean, is, give the people what they want. You're you're not laughing. I think that was a fair <laughs> comparison. <laughs> Like you're telling me fucking Frankenstein over there is perfectly acceptable to you, but fucking giant dinosaur is a little too much. Canadian Frankenstein makes sense. <laughs> Frankenstein's monster. Somebody's going to point out who's the doctor the... was called Frankenstein. This is uh God damn it. <laughs> so uh, who is the WWE champ right now? I was just realizing. I don't know the two champs. 
Are you bringing this up because you just realized the fucking Royal Rumbles this weekend? Yeah. Totally forgot. Totally forgot. Well, I've been kind of trying to pay attention again in the last few weeks, like I like I made clear before. But, uh, yeah, I'm excited. This is the thing. The Royal Rumble is one of those pay-per-views you don't have to pay attention the whole year. The, you can just show up for this one and be excited about it. It's a fun show. It's the best show of the year. CM Punk comes back. You've been watching WWE backstage because he was back on it this week. No, I've actually, I've still not seen that show. I don't have a cable anymore. I got rid of that, the Hulu thing. Well, I will say I watched clips of him on WWE backstage. And he looks like a guy who has already checked out. (laughs) (laughs) Like he saw the ratings come in, saw that he didn't bump things and is already like kind of pissy about his relationship with the Miz. And uh, yeah. Wait, is that a real fight? Is is him and the him and the Miz? They're in a fight right now. I don't know. I don't know if that's re- if that's real or if it's a work. I thought it was real. Like, there's no way WWE signed off on on him saying "suck a blood money covered dick." <laughs> Vince was like, "Yeah, that's a good idea." Although they are the same company that put Ronda Rousey saying that wrestling isn't real; it's fake. And use that for a hype video for their WrestleMania match last year. That's true too. But I could see Vince hearing the blood covered or blood money covered dick or whatever and being like, that's good. Write that down. Were you kidding about the CM Punk Royal Rumble thing? Or do you like, do you think that's going to happen or, or what? I don't know. I don't care. You don't, you're especially at that point. <laughs> no, I will watch, I'll 100% watch the Royal Rumble. If he doesn't come back, it doesn't affect my enjoyment of the entire show. You do know that Brock is entering number one. Like, that's the big thing that they're featuring for this, right? So, who are going to be like the first 10 people that just get tossed out real quick? Uh, fuck if I know. I know that Punk on, on WWE Backstage said he, said he hopes that Keith Lee wins the Royal Rumble. If Keith Lee headlines WrestleMania, Derek. (laughs) You just went from six to midnight. (laughs) Wait, who's he fighting? If he if he won? Well, you asked me who the WWE champion is. It's Brock Lesnar. It's okay, it is wait. So Yes. mm, Yeah. Yeah. mm. So he's just he's a tough guy. Yeah. So he's he's going in their showboat. Can you say that in your best Joe Pesci voice? What does this guy think he's a tough guy? I no, I don't know how to do a Joe Pesci. Work on it. We'll try it again next week. What is? Can you do a Joe Pesci or can you do a? I da- can't. You got a Daniel Stern in you. I feel like a Joe Pesci uh, impersonation is something you could probably nail pretty good. Well, don't spring it on me next time, and uh, all right, I'll, I'll, I'll give, give it a week of work, it. and you. But yes, he is being a uh, he's being a tough guy. That's not Joe Pesci. I don't know what that was. So what does he get to face himself at WrestleMania if he wins? I just, that's what I mean. Theoretically, he could hop over and get the Universal Title. I guess we could get the Fiend versus Brock Lesnar with both titles on the line and some kind of stupid unification match that we definitely don't need. <laughs> I, I mean, I, I I will say you have to admit this. No matter how much you can say that you don't give a shit. If Brock is entering number one and he lasts all the way to the end, 
throwing out like a fuck ton of people. And number 30 hits and CM Punk's music hits at number 30. I mean, they're doing this at an MLB stadium. That place will go absolutely fucking apeshit. Where are they at this year? I think it's at Minute Maid Park in Houston. Okay. The home of the uh, scandalous Houston Astros. Ooh. Man, if that Jericho boat crowd was at the Astros stadium, (laughs) the Astros wouldn't have heard the end of it. Nope. They're not going to hear the end of it anyway. Uh, There's going to be people banging on trash cans throughout that whole show. This is a a real thing. I truly have no idea what's going on with the Astros, and I was waiting for you to explain it to me at some point. No joke. Do you want me to explain it to you on the air or after the podcast is over? Well, how boring is it? It's not good content for this show. Wrestling fans aren't going to give a shit, but I'll tell you after. Okay. (laughs) I like that everybody Um, else has to Google it. I'm getting the insider scoop. Now they feel left out. Now they want to (laughs) know. Like, well, tell me about the baseball. Well, fuck you. Get on the Patreon and give him $5 and he'll tell you about the baseball. (laughs) On our Patreon, we don't give you more wrestling. We give you more us. Hey, you, you want to hear a story about us in the fourth grade? Well, let me think of one. <laughs> Five bucks. Well, there was this um, time that Derek was running through the, uh, do you remember when you were running through that dugout and you tripped and your face was covered in dirt and blood? That's not what happened, but that's almost what happened. All I know is that I saw it happened, happen, not happened. Yeah. I saw it happen. And then uh, after it happened, you, you had a hilarious face and I couldn't laugh because you were in a lot of pain. I had a busted open bottom lip for which I still have a scar to this very day and my face was covered in dust and I was injured and you thought it was funny. It was because of the way your eyes were closed and your hands were out. You needed help. I'm glad that me getting hurt is so funny to you. Well, I was a child and that was, hey, and we're watching goddamn wrestling. My feelings are not hurt. I just wanted to let you know. You've been telling me that you thought that was funny and you feel bad about it. But yes. Well, no, I do feel over bad. I felt our, bad then. I feel bad now, but. Over on our Patreon that doesn't exist, you get this and many more stories. Um, yes, the Royal Rumble. So you're saying that if Punk came out at number 30, you wouldn't give a shit? No, I think if he came out at. I did see that tweet where somebody said, if he doesn't come out at 30, this is bullshit. Or like, who even gives a shit? And he's like, well, there goes that. I was coming out at 28. I mean, isn't there a lot of, I mean, if we're being serious for a minute, let's entertain the idea. I thought it was dead. I thought this is what pisses me off after all out weekend. I had multiple tweets that were basically like, can we put the CM Punk shit to rest? He's not coming back to wrestling. And then we take a break from the podcast. (laughs) He comes back in some facet. Then people are like, ah, it's not actual wrestling. Who gives a shit? And now here we are because he came back a little bit. Now I have to entertain the idea that he might come back full time. To some degree. This is really the most evil thing he could do is get in just enough so that we never, ever stop talking about him. I don't think that was an accident. And you know, I've been saying this for a while. I've been claiming for a while that Phil wants to pretend that he wants nothing to do with wrestling, but he kind of does. He just doesn't want to admit it. I will, let me back up. What I was going to say, Garrett, is as far as the Royal Rumble and Brock Lesnar and CM Punk are concerned, there actually is a whole story there if you stop and think about it. 
Because the whole idea is that Punk went on Colt Cabana's podcast and said the reason he quit and what he felt like was a failure is because he never got the main event at WrestleMania. A part-timer like Brock Lesnar is kind of what pissed him off that those guys were getting, like, I don't know, more favorable positions. And Brock's a former UFC guy. Still being managed by Paul Heyman. Like, they could totally do CM Punk versus Brock Lesnar for the WWE Championship in the main event of WrestleMania this year. It, would that be something you would like, Derek? Apparently. He'd get I think his it's a ice, good story. He'd get his ice cream bar, too. <laughs> and ice cream bars are back. Is We're he on one? Soon. I, no, of course not. But, could I, but Roman Reigns is? I'm sure he is. Sign me up for two. How much would you pay for a Keith Lee ice cream bar? Ooh, what would you do for a Keith Lee bar? <laughs> for a Keith Lee bar. If you could have one, okay, you can put three wrestlers on ice cream. Yeah. O- only three. Which three wrestlers are going to be on your ice cream bars? On the, the th- like, which three wrestlers do I most want to be, like, like drawn you're walking a fucking ice cream bar. You're walking through a grocery store. You look over and you see the options for ice cream bars. What are your ideal three where you're like, oh, well, I'm obviously getting this one. Um, Generico, Luchasaurus, and Marco Stunt. Okay. Um, <laughs> I'm going to go. okay. Had so much like, okay, now that you're done talking, I want to tell you mine. I didn't have one. You didn't have any? I had nothing ready. I was like, well, fuck. How badly do you want Orange Cassidy giving a thumbs up on an ice cream bar? How about the AOP and Schlack? (laughs) Guys with similar builds. (laughs) Oh, my God. What if Schlack is the next recruit into Seth Rollins' fucking old Temple of Doom? Listen to Michael Cole say, he's like, wait, he's, is Michael Cole even around anymore? He's like the lead broadcaster over on Friday Night Smackdown. Uh, guys, take a look at this old video of Schlack at the Foreman Mills outside of Chicago. <laughs> My God, he's choking him with that bag. My God. My God. Um, I sounded more like a video game than Michael Cole. You did. You sounded like an old, like, pre-recorded video game commentary. <laughs> My God. My God. Last ride. Last ride. <laughs> Just over and over again. <laughs> wow. Yeah. Um, I don't know if you've heard or not, but uh, Buddy Murphy is now a champion beyond the cruiserweight division. What does he have? He and Rollins are the tag team champions. What the fuck? Yeah. <laughs> That's not the reaction I was expecting, but I'll take it. Who did he win those from? Or they win those from? You know, uh, the the Viking experience? No. Or the War Raiders or the Viking Raiders? Those guys were the tag team champions over there. Yeah, on Monday Night Raw. You're lying. <laughs> it's been a long time <laughs> since I've earned that reaction from you. You really need to fill me in because I actually tried to watch Raw last night and it was just Seth Rollins talking and I feel like I had seen him talk before and so I watched something else. Well, I, I didn't get a chance to watch this week. I just heard, uh, I saw that Brock Lesnar kicked Ricochet in the dick. 
I saw that there was some Seth Rollins talking and some title winning. And Samoa Joe and Kevin Owens are in the Royal Rumble. And more Bobby Lashley, Lana shit. Just hold there for a second. There's a couple things that we've been able to say tonight that we wouldn't have been able to say, what, a year or two ago? For instance, tonight I watched Marco Stunt wrestle Chris Jericho on a boat. Also, correct. you also (laughs) said, I believe you told me the sentence, Brock Lesnar kicked Ricochet in the dick. Yes. That sounds like something we would have made up two years ago. (laughs) No, it it legitimately happened. Brock Lesnar. Are you impressed? I'm impressed that Ricochet and Brock Lesnar have met. (laughs) Yes. This is wild. Anything is possible. You said you were excited for Ring of Honor. You should tune in to Monday Night Raw, baby. I didn't realize that Brock Lesnar was kicking dicks over there. You know I'm I'm there for that. (laughs) It's been a while since you broke out your Irish Lesnar. Oh, man. Once again, I don't think I'm I don't think I'm in the right headspace for voices tonight. You're not in the right headspace for some for some uh nice impersonations for us. I'm sorry. I didn't mean to put you on the spot. Well, I'm again. looking up and I'm like, how do you how does Brock Lesnar talk again? Well, I think He's I try the, it's a Minnesota accent. It starts you, for me you it do it, you sound like a fucking leprechaun. <laughs> I'll eat your dog and shine your shoes. Fuck you. I'm a leprechaun. Fuck you, I'm a leprechaun. Yeah. Yeah. The only wrestling podcast with Bob Saget quotes. (laughs) Hey, um, I do want to ask you, you sent me a text earlier today with the line, uh, be ready to talk about cheerleaders. Oh, shit. I would have forgot. Thank you, Derek. I am here for you. I spent so much of my weekend watching a Netflix reality show about cheerleaders with my wife. What the fuck? All weekend. I think this thing was like eight. Like, I watched this show for eight hours, Derek. There were that many episodes? They're an hour each. And you were hooked. I was hooked because it turns out everything I thought I knew about cheerleading, throw it out the fucking window. Turns out it's way more like wrestling than I thought. I'm so eager to hear you tie cheerleading into pro wrestling. Go. These people, the shit they are doing to their bodies, this is just like dudes getting women thrown into them and throwing the ladies and everybody's trying to make each other fall, but not get hurt. Right. And they're doing this over and over again and just destroying their bodies. And there was at one point they did a move that my wife like kind of was like, Holy shit. And I was like, no joke. Saw Ray Phoenix in a Pentagon junior do that in a match at PWG. There was literally luchador stuff happening in this cheerleading. Does this make you want to go back and watch Bring It On with Kirsten Dunst? It, yes. Yes, one, it, it does. But two, <laughs> it makes me think that I had a, there's another life out there where I could have just been tossing ladies in the air and catching them. I think I would have been okay at that. Did you tell your wife that? Well, no. I mean, I keep my dreams to myself. <laughs> I think I, I think you and I could have thrown some ladies pretty high, Derek. Yeah, I guarantee you we could have thrown some ladies pretty high. We would have done the basket so good. If we had put in the work, Garrett, we could have been AEW Tag Team Champions right now. Derek? That's what we need to talk about. No. There were underdogs in this fancy cheerleading school, and it just, you know, it it touched my heart, and I liked watching the flips. 
So there's a this is on Netflix. Yes, it's called Cheer. Enjoy if you will. <laughs> so if you are a regular predetermined listener, that is an endorsement from uh, your host Garrett Calendar to go watch a Netflix show about cheerleading because it's kind of like pro wrestling. It's kind of like pro wrestling in that people are flipping around. Oh yeah, speaking of tag team champs, Derek, what the fuck? That's what I was gonna. That's what I wanted to say. Gush about Hangman Page a little bit for me. Oh my god, that guy is the best. And like you said, this is a match that I really wish had not been spoiled for me. Yes, unfortunately, the thing about this show being taped is that the internet doesn't give a fuck. And uh, I knew the result of this match. However, I had heard from you that it was a quality match to check out. And so I was excited to tune into AEW Dynamite tonight, even though I knew that Hangman Page and Kenny Omega... We're going to beat SCU for the AEW tag titles. However, yes, the match was fantastic. God, this was probably the hardest hitting match I've seen Kazarian in. Yeah, I mean, everybody looked pretty awesome in it. Everybody. It's, this wasn't a matchup I was necessarily super excited about, but I feel like maybe I should have been because I'm loving the idea of Hangman and Omega as a tag team. Just that buckshot uh v trigger whatever they did last week oh my god yeah are you excited about them as a tag team or are are you impressed and excited at the idea of them using them as tag team champions or, or as a tag team to advance this story with hangman drifting further and further away from his relationship with the the rest of the elite because they're using the tag titles for a storyline Yes, and it's an exciting storyline that's going to lead into a singles match that I cannot goddamn wait for. I mean, where, how far down the line, how far are they going to carry this story of Hangman Page being on the outs with uh, the Elite? I don't know. I mean, I have so many different feelings because this this story is playing out really, really well. Down to, like, you, you start to feel bad for Kenny because Kenny's trying to reciprocate excitement over them being a good tag team and hangman just ain't having it well in fairness hangman basically won the tag titles on his own tonight i don't know if i see it that way garrett that's how that i mean he drug him over there he beat up two guys on his own two buckshot lariats lost my mind i was screaming i think i sent you a text that said i'm coming you did, and you also sent the eggplant emoji. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, I did. Yeah, I, I honestly, I like you said, I wish I hadn't been, I wish I, this match hadn't been spoiled for me because I would have, my jaw would have been on the floor. Where would you put it? Would you say, was it as good as like a takeover match or was it? Oh, no, I don't think it was that. I think it was a damn good match, but I, I mean, fucking takeover tag team matches have like 13 false finishes <laughs> like it's it's exhausting a good match nonetheless though oh damn obviously yeah um and like i like we said them winning those tag titles when there's clearly a, a relationship that's falling apart is such interesting storytelling and what do you um, think? I think I read a rumor that it would possibly be those two versus the Bucks at Revolution. I mean, I guess we have to wait and see, right? Oh, my God. That would be basically just watching all the elite fight each other. 
and then getting to see Hangman leave, oh, which I'm already, I'm just booking it in my head. It's beautiful. It's exactly Speaking what of, people wanted the new Star Wars to be. <laughs> Speaking of good storytelling, I'm still really digging this MJF Cody thing. They're doing a damn good job of keeping me uh, um, waiting for ever. Like tonight, when when Cody finally came out to be face to face with MJF for an extended period of time, um, I was I was craving it pretty hard. I don't and know I if you waiting. can hear, but they're calling you an asshole, Max. <laughs> and to finally get around that technicality by having the Bucks super kick MJF and then throw him into the pool like it's a fucking WCW's spring break. Like he's a fucking nerd. Yeah. I turned to my girlfriend while we were watching the show and I said, MJ- I know it's intentional. MJF has the douchiest hair I have ever seen. <laughs> It's like a pompadour, but I, I don't know what the fuck you call it, but it's not quite a faux hawk, and it's not quite, I don't know, Garrett, what would you call it? I don't know, but it pisses Derek off. It does. It's getting heat. the intent. It's getting heat from, from, from Derek. You know what doesn't get heat from Derek? Wad, Wardlow. No. <laughs> what doesn't get heat from Derek is you being a fantastic listener. And doing us a favor, like hopping over to iTunes, giving us five stars, leaving a kind review, letting us know what you like about the show. And if you do that, as always, you can suggest something for us to talk about on the show, and we will do so just for you and give you a shout out. We actually have a new review this week. Oh, shit, Garrett. Oh, shit. Are you prepared to read it? (laughs) (laughs) It says, all hail Ricky Shane Page. And it is from uh, it's Strange Dabs. It says, in lieu of uh, RSP versus MDK and GCW. God, I love all those letters. Uh, <laughs> the American Association of Alliteration. <laughs> <laughs> let's, let's do that one more time, because that's a beautiful beginning of a sentence. In lieu of RSP versus MDK and GCW, I would love to hear you guys discuss the Ricky Shane Page MDK feud, at least in a short standing. My last request was the Taipei death match, but that was a while ago. Still listen to your show every episode. Love the world. Keep it up as always. Thanks, guys. Chris. P.S. The Shane back injury is still funny. <laughs> so we got to talk some more Ricky Shane Page, Nick Gage. I really do. I think the two best stories in wrestling that I'm most excited for are Hangman Omega and Ricky Shane Page versus Nick Gage. What a world. What a world we are living in right now. I mean, I don't know how far they take it. I could see, I don't know, almost in my mind, Spring Break feels like it should be GCW's WrestleMania. but It It really is. But it is also kind of their weird, like, sideshow where you're going to get a really good match, but you're also going to get some weird shit. So my, excited about my it. My argument is that GCW, by its nature, is kind of a sideshow. I think that's fair. <laughs> <laughs> I'm glad that you just conceded that. <laughs> I hey, it is. It is. You're getting a little of everything in that that promotion, and you know sometimes it's blood, sometimes it's a butt plug. You never know. I would encourage you. I know that your your primary brand is GCW. We I like we're we're spreading our wings a little bit. 
as we get back into this podcast thing. And I have to start, you know, dabbing, dabbling a little bit more in the ROH and New Japan scene. Got to get some more GCW in there, obviously, for you. And uh, But here's the, here's the catch. This week, I'm going to have to reactivate my WWE Network subscription for the first time in several months. How do you feel? Just weird. Do you feel like PCO when he gets those clamps on his nipples and he comes back to life? I don't know if that's quite how I feel. Like, I think when I, when I think about reactivating my subscription, I think about it like this. Ten years ago, you had to drop a whole bunch of money on a pay-per-view that you wanted to see. Now, I can reactivate my subscription for nine ninety nine and cancel it. It's like moments after I resubscribe. Do you see yourself doing that, or do you think that this rumble is going to be good enough to keep you hooked for a while? We'll see. We will see. I will tell you, I've been kind of watching NXT again, and that shit is awesome. There is good <laughs> stuff happening over there. Like, the yeah. women's division on NXT, stronger than ever. They just added Mercedes Martinez. Absolutely. They added Mercedes Martinez, and not that long ago, they added Shotzi Blackheart. Holy shit, I love her so much. They just had that battle royal on, I guess it would have been last week. It was basically every female wrestler I love in the ring at the same time. And you just you cannot beat their women's roster. There's no roster to compare to that one. Absolutely. And didn't Bianca Belair end up winning that? She did. It came down to, I want to say, her and Shotzi Blackheart. Oh, fuck. So that means it's going to be, oh my God, did we even talk about Rhea Ripley finally winning that? Or did we talk about that forever ago? That might have been something that happened while we were gone. I think that happened like the week before we came back. But yeah, Rhea Ripley uh, defeated uh, Shayna Baszler. Finally. It was, finally. It felt good. It felt good to have, finally have somebody dethrone her, but also finally seeing Shayna come back out. I feel like I finally like Shayna a little bit more. It's kind of like Nick Gage not having the belt doesn't feel right. Shayna not having the belt doesn't feel right. <laughs> you just compared Shayna Baszler to Nick Gage. And they're both happy about that. Are you happy? I'm happy. Are you happy? I'm getting there. Oh, shit. Getting... Are we still talking about reviews? Are we? I don't know. Where are we talking about? I think we're wrapping up the show. Oh, man. Unless you got anything else to add. Well, no. I mean, it was just, it was good having you back. And I'm, uh, you know, I, I don't necessarily want to end it now, but I also want to keep talking about cheerleading. <laughs> <laughs> uh, man, if this, dis if this just creates a cheerleading spinoff podcast where you and I just watch all sorts of cheerleading tournaments and gush about it. Derek, when the Navarro Bulldogs took Daytona, you would not <laughs> believe the bodies that flew through the air that day. There were injuries. It was, there was drama. Uh, it's all about Daytona. You'll know. You'll know when you watch. I will tell you, it feels good to be back doing the podcast again. It does. Bad boys for life. Is that our slogan now? No, that's a movie that's in theaters right now. Well, I'm going to tell you, you have things to work on before we come back next week. You have to get our intro down, and you have to get all your accents put together. Our intro down? Oh, yeah, I got to practice. Um, 
Welcome to Predetermined, your favorite weekly pro wrestling hangout. You nailed it. I kind of, yeah, fuck. I'm just going to copy that and put it there next time. Because I could not get <laughs> You did good. I'm proud of you. I'm, yeah, that was, honestly, like, to be able to just shoot it out like that, it felt uh, felt natural. This is going to make you feel pretty good. I'm currently staring at the poster for Two Cups Stuffed, which I recently hung up in the closet of my room. That does make me very happy. Can you still see the blood on it? Yes, you can still see uh, G-Raver's blood. I forgot that you had a little G-Raver on there. Yes. That was from the back of his head when he cracked it on the concrete. No, no, no. That that was the armpit blood. I don't know which blood this is, but yes, there is some G-Raver blood on my poster on my uh, wall. Well, we're still hoping he gets better. Yes, absolutely. Well, Derek. Garrett, navigate us out of here professionally, please. I think Derek already told you to leave us a review. He told you to pay money to that fake Patreon. Um, <laughs> I just think of all the fun things that we could give as perks on a Patreon. Nudes. Nudes. Hot nudes. Uh, no, but follow us on social media. We're at Wrestle Hangout on Twitter. We're at Predetermined Podcast on Instagram. I am at Gartet on social media. Derek is at Halloween Halpin. Predetermined Podcast at gmail.com if you want to send us an email. And uh, yeah, I love you guys. I missed you. I missed you. I missed Derek. I missed everybody. We did it. Ta da. Hit our goddamn music. <laughs>